after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here to talk about TV commercials, folks. Good ones and bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. If you're like I was, you're tired of worn-out plastic mats under your office chair. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hello, Genevieve. Hello, Andrew. You tired of it? I'm so tired of it. Of the plastic mats? I do have a worn-out plas- worn- really? worn plastic mat under my chair. Oh, no. Now we're just actually doing the commercial. Yeah. I That's see, not that old, that one you have. I know, but it is kind of, they are they do wear out pretty quickly. Those fancy glass ones would be nice. Yeah. But I don't have just like $1,000 lying around for a floor mat. And it also just seems like having something that valuable that I just put on the floor yeah. that's glass that I, I roll on it. all the time, it seems like I'd be spending a lot of time worrying yes. about something on the floor, <laughs> you know, which yeah. is, I do enough of that with my rugs. Right. I don't think I... Need to do that with a floor mat. But anyway, well, we did it. We just advertised Vitraza. I was making well, we fun of have, them. Now you've said it. Now I've said it. Until I'll, you said it, we weren't advertising. Somebody them. beep that out. Hey, we have <laughs> we have such a fun, um, I would say, dynamic show today. We have some of the best ad counselor submissions we've Ooh. had in a while. Two things that are almost segments in and of themselves. Let me tell you about the first one. This will come up later on the show. We have a sharp-eyed ad counselor who found three completely disparate commercials on you know different products different services all shot on the exact same <gasps> set yes got an email from her she said i think these two commercials are on the same set i've done some pausing and looking on my computer and then later on she emails i think i found a third one wow and i've been looking i think she's right and i might have tracked down the set. I'm not sure. We'll get into that. I also have an email into a, a a TV commercial producer insider that I know to see if he can ad- shed any information on this. Mm. I have not heard back from him yet, but that Look might come Look at you doing in. a bunch of oh, due diligence. I know. And I did it all in about 30 seconds, too. So I got to get the show produced. Okay. Um, also, this is episode number 333 for us. That's 333 right. episodes. Now, by the way, we're not doing that cheating thing where this is like season three, episode no. thirty-three. Like I, somebody, oh, you know who it was? It was Jeremy Piven because he started a podcast. Oh, what a shock! Yeah, Jeremy Piven did something that wasn't uh, totally straightforward. What's his podcast? We were talking about a TVTL. I didn't even know he had like one. Hanging with Mr. P. No. Um, let me just look this up. Can what you is? F- I think it should be called the dangers of mercury poisoning. <laughs> it's called. It's, it rhymes or something. How you live in Jay? Oh God! How you living with Jay Piven? That's what it is. How you living with Jay Piven? Or how you live in Jay Piven? That's what it is. How you live in Jay Piven? He just answers how he's living every week. <laughs> no, he just has like whatever random celebrity he can grab on his. show. I would like it marginally more if it was how you living with Jay Piven. Yeah, that's what it should be. How you living with Jay Piven? But instead, it's how you live in Jay Piven. Um, but anyway, I was like, oh, that thing must be dead. You're already. unforgiven, Jay Piven. I've got a, <laughs> I've got some other ideas. But I was like. There's no way he's already got 230, or no, it's like he's already got 113 episodes. I thought for sure it would have just like died out by now. And I was like, no, 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 he had like 13 episodes, but it was season one, episode 13. Looks like he got 113 episodes. No. You're unforgiven, Shut it Jay down. Piven. Anyway, this is our legit 
333rd episode. And in honor of that, not even something that I think you and I would have necessarily noticed, but an ad counselor went out of his way to find some good thematic commercials for for us being, as he put it, 33% 33% of the way towards 1,000. Okay. That's the driving principle there. <laughs> it's a lot of numbers, but it's also very good. First, though, before we get... Again, I'm very, very excited about the Ad Council, but before we get to any of that, we do have Aviv's Takeover. A cat is not subordinate to a dog. That is extremely rude to cats. We met five minutes ago. Now we're married. You know what people like about gum? History. If it gets completely fucked up, so what? Look at you over there laughing at yourself. I make myself laugh laughing sometimes. Laughing at your own jokes. People do like uh, history. And gum. And gum. What were we talking about? I think it was, if I recall correctly, it was um, one of those double mint commercials. And it was like the... the the origins of double mint or something mm. is that right or it was like for history week in some little town and they had like the double mint twins yes now i remember that they had a parade yeah. or something anyway what's going on with today's well takeover? today's takeover i wanted to start with something that is making me real mad oh, that great. i watched i was watching tv and it came on in the wild and i honestly thought i was being i thought it was like a parody or something i could not believe that this was a real ad is this the thing that you told me specifically do not watch this until yes. i watch it on the show okay, yeah what's so it for it's for something called energy transfer um which i'm unclear i think they're just essentially like a you know sort of like an industry group for oil and gas um and i think i kind of do need to sort of spoil it for you obviously i've already told you who it's for um, because I'm not sure that the visual or that the audio will do all the work. But essentially what you have are um, an attractive young couple getting ready for and going on a first date or a date together. And they're getting ready for the date and making their way to the date using various products that rely on petroleum. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I think the man uses Vaseline to uh, style his hair, which, newsflash, isn't the most... Is it the 19... 19- it's 50s? not the 1950s. He's um, not a greaser. Yeah, you know, it's like time to put the Vaseline away. <laughs> okay, calm down, pony boy. God, and then, but it's everything like that. Like, of course, the car that they use to get to the date, and the, um, you know, the ru- the plastic in in various things that they're using, and the rubber in one of their, you know, in their tennis shoes or whatever. Please tell me it ends up with a condom. Um, sadly, it doesn't end with a condom. But it's then then we see the whole date again. And I, there's this this smarmy white guy is like narrating this for us. Uh, oh, they're watching a football game on TV, and the football and the football is made of some plastic that requires petroleum. They're watching football on their date. They're watching football on their date, which sounds like a cool date, um, cool first date. Uh, but then they have to go through the whole date again. But now um, uh, it's a wonderful life, like. Uh, they have lost petroleum has been taken away from oh, them. Oh, what would the world? And they've be had like? to imagine the world without petroleum products and all this shit that they use, all their Vaseline-based hair. Can goos. you find any hair products that other than Vaseline? I don't know. What, what does he do? That's what's so infuriating about this. And I'm I'm just sort of like 
gonna we can listen to it here in a minute but that's what's so infuriating about it it's like this absolute it's like the buggy whip industry saying like you know well if you know if cars are allowed to i mean ironically it would be cars that would be the Mm -hmm. the sort of replacement technology but it's like this idea that if you if you do away with petroleum like we have no other ways of doing anything in the world Mm -hmm. it's like it's such a cynical and um like how stupid do they think consumers are that we can't put it together that there are clean alternatives to most of these technologies and products right right. and clean not even meaning for the earth but for your hair like again i'm just thinking about the shower that you're taking after you're you've put that shit in your hair and and you have to clean the tub because it's going to be real greasy all right should we take a listen to this uh yes why don't we take a listen Oh, she did just swipe right, so it does have first date vibes. Yeah. Contact lenses are going in. Tennis shoes are made of petroleum. Lipstick going on. They meet. They're very into each other. Brought to you by petroleum products. But what have we lived in a world without oil and natural gas? Life would be very different because oil and gas are part of just about everything. So everything that everything that requires oil and natural gas, all these plastics and her phone disappears. She can't even this. there's a fallacy in their timeline here because the very first thing that happens is her phone disappears so she no longer has a dating app yet what are they getting ready to go to at that point it should be different she should just be staying home and I don't know playing with cotton balls or whatever people do in this alternate reality exactly and everything disappears sort of Thanos like it kind of like (laughs) uh, you know vaporizes in like a cloud of dust so yeah, uh, so she can't swipe right, so but somehow swipe, is still right, going still on a date with this go dude. The date with this which, dork, which is honestly like gives the lie right there, right? right? Which is that like life finds a way. People went on dates before phones, yeah. and before before oil was discovered. Even people went on dates before you could put VO five in your hair too. Yes. a lot of people don't like to talk about that, but it's true. <laughs> because oil and gas are part of just about everything you touch. Oh no! His hair head. looks better without it, by the way. Uh yeah, because he's not putting grease in <laughs> yeah. it. To the stuff you wear. Ow. And so much. Now more. his tennis shoes are vaporizing to the cars like, of her tires. That is true, though. Before tennis shoes, everybody went barefoot. Yep, that's there true. There was never any footwear before uh, that. Yep. So now Wait they, a second. Her lipstick doesn't disappear. She just smears it on her face. What happens? Oh, here? I guess because the ki- the tires of the car melt away. Oh, there's like an accident. And then she smears she's her because so, she's in the back of like a, a, a an Uber. You know, yeah, some sort of an Uber situation. But her lipstick, which I thought was going to be something that disappeared, doesn't disappear. It just messes up her lipstick because yeah. of tires. Because of if you don't have oil and gas. Your lipstick will get messed up. And she has no no ability to wipe it away when it's smeared on her face. I guess also because no oil and gas. No napkins. No, they somehow do get to this date. Now they're on their date. Um, They don't like the way their hair looks. His plastic framed glasses melt away. The football on the TV in the bar where they are goes away. Their beer goes away for some reason, I guess. The jersey hanging on the wall of the sports bar where he took his first date disappears. Like, who cares? I'm pretty sure we had beer before oil and gas. Our world would be unrecognizable if the products we rely on just disappeared. Better luck next time. Uh, is that infuriating or what? It is infuriating. I mean, if I saw it in the wild, like I didn't, I didn't go through the same emotional phases you did because you were coming in so hot with it and explained everything to me. But um, so, do you have any idea what you were watching when that came on? I don't recall, but 
you Dr. Know. Quinn Medicine Woman? <laughs> Probably Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, yeah. Uh, that's for no, I'm sure. But... I, I'm sure it was The Rock or Armageddon because those are the two uh, movies that I like to watch the most. And the the audience of that those movies would yeah. buy into this. I They're think like, it might actually... I can't take a broad to a, <laughs> to a sports bar for a first date if I don't have... <laughs> I don't know why that's my invitation. People, everybody loves those movies, right? Those are your go-to movies. Well, they're just the kind. They're like I've seen them so many times, and they're just great, like laundry folding movies. I walked in the other day, and I thought you had switched the channel, but it was the same movie because it had John Cusack in it. I didn't know that he was in the. Uh, That's in Con Air. Con Air, yeah. yeah. It actually might have been Con Air that I was watching. Huh. Um, yes, John Cusack is in Con Air. How come nobody knows that? No one knows it. Huh. Um, okay, what else do you have in your... Um, now, is it all going to be negative? No, it, after uh, this, it's pretty positive. Okay, Actually, this next thing, let's shake off the negatives okay. and go talk about these Car Lots ads. This was served to me as like an embedded ad in a, an article I was reading. And I was... that had the sound, you know, it didn't play on it. Or it played, but it didn't have the sound on. And I was so um, sort of interested in the story just from just from what i was seeing granted i do do a podcast about commercials so i might be a little more interested than your average uh scroller um but i actually turned on the sound and watched it again so mm. this is for um a, a company or a, a service where you kind of like craigslist where you sell your your own car right um but the premise is that everyone becomes a used car salesperson when they when they use car lots okay so you have um and I just, this is the 30 second version of the 15 second version, which I saw, but I, I'm including the 30 second here because there's a, there's some more funny jokes in it. You have a father and a son uh, sitting outside in a very nice looking yard, and, you know, in the backyard of their house. They're having some like an outdoor, you know, corn on the cob, corn on the cob chicken, whatever. Burgers, yeah. And the dad is breaking it to his teenage son that he is actually, he, the dad is actually a used car salesman. Son, I, I think it's time you knew something. I'm a used car salesman. I thought you were an accountant. <laughs> Your mom's a used car salesman. Uncle Tim, second cousin Pete. You see, buying, selling, and consigning cars with car lots is a proud family tradition. But I thought our family tradition was long-winded toasts. I'd like to say a few words And now this is the grandpa, it looks Okay, like. so the grandpa just kind of shows up at this little outdoor barbecue. I'd like to say a few words about life, laughter, and used cars. Oh boy. When I was about your age, I knew that there was something about used cars. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I was trying to figure out if the, the toast at the end is a little bit much. Well, the, the 15 second uh, cuts out the toast. Yeah, because it almost And in fact, like all the references to the toast. It's a little, um, it's a little bit, it's just one step too far, sort of. I yeah. think in trying to, they, they, they thought it was funny, but it's not really on messages. Much. Well, he's still talking about used yeah. cars, but yes. Um, all right. So then this is another one where we have a woman talking to her daughter. And instead of like revealing that she's a used car saleswoman, this is more like a mom and a daughter having the, the sex talk. Oh. Or the, the your body is changing talk. Sex talk. Hey, can I come in? Sure. I think we should talk. Okay. You're going to be going through some big changes. You're becoming a used car person. Mom. No, a used car woman. Please stop. Soon you'll discover the joy of buying, selling, even consigning a used car with car lots. Okay. I had to learn this the hard way. 
<laughs> See now that is all that is all the same joke. That is all good. Yes, and I really like the performances. That story. kid is really good too. Mom, stop. I I love very the good. I love both performances. Yeah. And Carlotte's is a totally new brand to me. So I'm very impressed with them as sort of like this is kind of their foray into um marketing, it looks like it's a good marketing campaign. Yeah, I like Again, it. I mean I'm quibbling with the end of the one commercial as going one joke too far. But um for the most part, like, I had never heard of that before you played it for me. But yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, that's a really good campaign that tells me exactly what you do. I agree. I think it's very effective. And I think they are really nailing it and hiring these teenage actors. Because the son in the first one is hilarious. When yeah. He says, I yeah. thought you were an accountant. Yeah. Yeah. Just casually eating his corn. All right. And you got two more on here. Um, yeah. And also, they really do. They Just one more thing about that. They mm-hmm. go for a high degree of difficulty by having a kid with braces eating corn and, on TV. Oh, I didn't even notice the braces. <laughs> oh, God. You saying that gives me a visceral memory of that. Goodness gracious. Um, all right. This is just one more one more thing for the takeover. This is not I, I'm I don't know if I how I feel about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be curious to hear what you think. But this has been in heavy rotation. Um and it's a new ad for Mountain Dew, and we know we know Mountain Dew uh, likes to get weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't you just play this one? This one is for a specific Mountain Dew product, which is their raspberry lemonade flavor. Mm. It's mm. pink. Um, and Mountain Dew Spark is what it's called. Mountain Dew Spark. Okay. Um, and so you've got uh, an old the sound of an old older man, kind of doing one of those you know. Um, Pepperidge Farm mm-hmm. remembers type of ads, like just like Pop Pop used to make. Raspberry lemonade, just like Pop Pop used to make. Except this is raspberry lemonade flavored Mountain Dew Spark. So, ah! what happens when you I hear recognize th- that voice? Yes, what happens when you hear that is you you have kind of a very homey scene of a somebody stirring up a raspberry lemonade in a glass pitcher, while two um, sort of eager-eyed kids sit at the table waiting for the lemonade. But when the lemonade and then an older man appears to put the pitcher on the table, Mm -hmm. when he does, he slams it down, the pitcher shatters, and what emerges is a bottle of pink Mountain Dew and the all the old man prosthetics come off and it's actually Charlie Day it's under Charlie there. Day now is this this is specifically is it Country Time Lemonade that this is taking a shot yes. at or was there another lemonade no I think it's yeah. very much Country Time Lemonade because they had an old man in yes. the 80s right exactly. and so this is okay that I couldn't remember if it was named after him alright let's I'm gonna start this from the beginning again raspberry lemonade just like Pop Pop used to make Except this is raspberry lemonade flavored Mountain Dew Sparks. And I'm not Pop-Pop. The kids just run away <laughs> screaming. Oh. Let's see how that'd be scary. You <laughs> <laughs> guys gotta try it. It's really good. You can't be so scared of everything. Mountain Dew Sparks. I just like, he's just so good. Charlie Day's great. When he, when he like kind of like a storm comes and rips away all of his old man costume, he also rips off like a fake mustache, <laughs> which is where he's got a beard anyway, but yeah. he rips off a fake white mustache. And then when the kids freak out and run away, he's just sort of standing there sort of like... 
kind of looking down, playing with the mustache, kind of just <laughs> thinking, oh, yeah, I guess I could see how that would be kind of scary. It's just like a good performance. Yeah, he's terrific. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to laugh so hard at like a, a Mountain Dew intense commercial <laughs> with that guy. Can't be so scared of everything. I'm Okay, that one, I'm on board with that. You said you weren't sure how you feel well, about it. Well, I was just it. curious about you, whether you would like it. So there's, there's one more Charlie Day for Mountain Dew ad that I think um, is just worth seeing. I'm not sure how recent this is, but it looks like he's been now, you know, he's sort of one of their spokespeople. Oh, okay. Um, so we're out on the court with um, Zach Levine, who apparently is a member of the Chicago Bulls basketball team. Mm-hmm. Uh, unknown, unbeknownst to me, but mm-hmm. only because I don't know anything about basketball. Mm-hmm. He's on the court, and at first it just seems normal. He's just dressed normally, and he's just dribbling a basketball. And it just looks normal. He starts to talk about... The pro- Levine is dressed normally? Yes. Or, okay. And it's, he starts to talk about product placement. And then he bounces the ball away from him. And we cut to Charlie Day on the court catching it. And now Charlie's dressed in head-to-toe Mountain Dew branded clothing. Okay. And the ball is now Mountain Dew green. Oh. And then suddenly the court starts to take on a much more heavily branded look. Mountain Dew green should be a new Crayola color. Yes. It reminds me of... Uh, you know exactly is what it, it looks like. Is it Idiocracy? Is that the one that has? <laughs> but they have a they have a they have a sub for Mountain Dew famously in that. Well, commercial. I think it's a sub for Gatorade, but they call it Brondo. Am I confusing? Is it Idiocracy? I'm thinking of. Yeah, it's Idiocracy, right? That's the thing where they plant feed the like yeah. energy drink to the water. Yeah, okay. the, or Brondo. not energy, but like the right okay. basically Gatorade. All right, let's take a listen to this. Ever notice how obvious product placement is? Huh? I guess I hadn't really noticed. Now the court is very branded. So everything in the in the court is Mountain Dew green, like you said. Two of those um, wind. What do you, what do you call those? Wind things? sock puppets. Wind sock puppet things that you would see at like a used car lot or on the court, and they're, they're flapping around. And they're, they're drinking Mountain green. Dew. They're drinking Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Oh, they brought back monkey. Puppy monkey baby. Puppy monkey baby. Puppy monkey baby, where you at? There you are. And then right in the front, the puppy monkey baby jumps up. So they're just really leaning into the weirdness. That one does less for me. It's just leaning into the weirdness. It does less for me, too. I I like the callback. I just wanted you to see the callback to puppy monkey baby. And I still, I just heard it and I couldn't say it again. There is, I have such a brain lock on that, (laughs) on that phrase. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying Only the echoes of my mind All right, let's start with this um, 33% thing that listener Brian put together for us. I would say he put this together for us like weeks, if not months ago. And this, by the way, he signs his email old, previously new listener Brian. So Brian is... The listener who discovered our podcast maybe a couple of hundred episodes in and decided to make a project of going back to the very first one and listening all the way through and then giving us some feedback because I felt I felt like those early shows were just embarrassing sort of. Um, And I think you had similar feelings. And he said, no, it's basically the same. You talking over Genevieve the whole time. Um, And so he would check in as he was catching up on the shows. And I believe he's all caught up now. Um, And now he wants us to uh, he wants to help us usher in our 33 percent of the way to one 
thousand episodes milestone. Is that our goal, just to get to one thousand? My goal is to get through the day. Um, <laughs> how long? It took us six years to a little over six years to get here. I believe. Okay, to to, so it'd be another twelve another years 12 from years. now. Yeah, that puts me at the um, the vibrant age of fifty-seven. Yep. It's 57-year-old it. podcaster, Andrew Walsh. <laughs> I better be a 57-year-old podcaster because at that point, I don't know what the hell I would do. I don't know if I could just like jump in my old line of work. Anyway, before I get before I start panicking and, uh, and getting scared about what, what my life is going to be like when I'm 57, let's get into this. Um, so Brian has sent us these uh, commercials that focus on the idea of 33 or 33%. Now, this first one, we just got to get this one out of the way because I feel like this is an ad campaign. That just haunts us. Genevieve. Yes, we I agree. Can't it makes get me, away with. It, it makes me feel so up. dumb. It pops up. We talked about it in, in the poker show. Yeah, this came up just a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the the commercials that use the trope of people playing poker. Um, but this also just comes up every year or so. This very very famous Miller Light campaign yeah. that came out in the 1970s and maybe eked its way into the early 80s and I think it was a revolutionary campaign because like light beer wasn't what it is now back right. then they were kind of introducing the idea of light beer but still like but beer back then was still very much a man's drink yes. right and so these are the commercials that have all kinds of famous people in them specifically famous kind men. of famous men who are known for mostly sports accomplishments or other kind of like manly things it's sort all of. it's yeah it's, it's like a tour of masculinity circa 1978 and um it does have some comedians in there you got some rodney danger field yes. in here too which is again a most I'm not saying that women don't like Rodney Dangerfield, but speaks well, I'll to a certain, say it. Yeah, <laughs> really speaks to a certain kind of guy as well. So this is such a blind spot for us because it predates kind of our lived experience. Honestly, and also, all I these, don't know who any of these dudes almost are. all these dudes look alike. To they me. always have a. They seem to always have a splash of sexism. With Mickey Spillane has some broad, right? Yeah, some doll, some doll, doll. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, and anyway, so in this one, so they they get all these famous people together for these commercials, but I. I think that they probably did smaller casts here and there. And then this one from 1977 has all of them in the room together. They're all just like kind of standing almost like the end of Saturday Night Live style. Yeah, just they're standing in a big in a stage. jumbled crowd in a bar. And uh, oh, are they in a bar in this first one? I didn't realize that. And they're just kind of all talking directly to the camera. Again, I can't even tell you what's going on. I Whoever posted this to YouTube uh, also posted an entire article uh, about this campaign. And they mentioned that the ads ran from 1974 to 1991. Whoa, up through 91. I Holy guess I moly. I guess I can't claim that much ignorance. Um, uh, starred retired athletes, coaches, and celebrities, including... I'm just going to list all these, okay? Okay. Bubba Smith, Dick Butkus... Bob Euchre. Okay, we know Bob Euchre. Yeah. Uh, John Madden, yep. who a couple of weeks ago, we said there was a John Madden type. Maybe it was, was like a John? real John Madden type. <laughs> Maybe it was like the John Maddenist type. I want a John Madden type. Give me John Madden. Nah, less John Madden than that. Um, Red Auerbach. I recognize that name, but I can't place it. George Steinbrenner. I know that person, of course. Uh, Billy Martin, Joe Frazier, the boxer, and Rodney Dangerfield. The rotating cast had fun together on camera and off, and it showed. Okay. Yeah. I bet it was a real... I bet it was a real scene. They didn't mention who plays the doll. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. And, and starring anonymous blonde woman. So the connection to 33 here is that it's a third less calories than regular beer. Take a listen to this. 
We have assembled here a most congenial group brought together by the love for a truly great beer. Right, group? Right. It's light beer from Miller. Right, group? Right. They think the best thing about it is it's less filling. It has a third less calories than their regular beer. Right, group? Right. Wrong. The best thing about it, it tastes great. No, Horny, it's less filling. Says Horny. Says me. Take it from me. It tastes great. Who are you? You won't think this fight is no joke when you come to and your nose is broke. No wonder you don't get no respect. I tell you, I don't deserve no respect. You still don't know nothing about beer. I thought I threw you out of this bar last year. I feel very strongly both ways. I never argue. That guy looks familiar. That I feel very strongly both ways. I never argue. He looks very familiar. Yeah, they're to they're me. obviously all doing like a one liner about who, who they, they are. are. Yeah. Um, and the only one I can pick out is Rodney Dangerfield and also the guy who says who are you speaks for me and I assume it's Joe Frazier who says you're going to get your nose broke yes. if you think this fight is a joke yeah there's like two black guys and I think what one of them is Joe Frazier what are you doing in a fight like this waiting for you doll <laughs> Oh, and then, oh, I love the lingering male gaze as the doll walks yeah, the off. The doll walks away, like, oh, and all, huh. these, all these horny dudes go trailing after her. Yeah, Watch out, lady. Keep, l- keep, your, keep your drink covered. With lecherous, oh, God. And then the crowd uh, goes away, yeah, and then there's one lone guy now just standing at the bar. I'm sure he's very famous. I still don't know why they wanted me to do this commercial. Like beer from me neither. I don't know who you are. We don't know who you are, sir. Endless. Um, there's one more. They, they have two. That was from 1977. Do you want to watch one more? This is from 1979. This seems to be at some sort of a banquet, and it seems that um, Rodney Dangerfield is the master of ceremonies. Gentlemen, gentlemen, tonight we're brought together here by two things we all love. Good food and right here from Miller. Okay, this is just cacophonous, especially to the listeners who can't see what's going on. But he's trying to, you know, uh, make some sort of a speech. But then somebody, a famous masculine person who's very tall, who's very tall, is sort of like pushing him off the dais a little bit and getting getting behind the podium himself. Okay, I'm going to pull it here. Then this we're going just, around the, the banquet. People are arguing. They're talking to the servers. I can the see this and it's terrible. bad to listen I to. I see more Mickey Spillane is in there, more Joe Frazier. So yeah. anyway. Basically, it's the 70s ode to masculinity. Exactly. Whereas, anyway, thank you. Uh, yes. That is a thank you to uh, Brian for the for the 30, the third, one third uh, we're one third of the way through his list. Or one third of the way through his list. There you go. <laughs> now, this next one is for King Solomon Wine. Have you heard it? Have you heard of it? I have not heard of it. This is amazing. So, this apparently aired on WPHL in Philadelphia in 1989, but it must not be a local commercial because I believe it begins with a shot of the famous New York City skyline at the time, starting with. Um, the Twin Towers, right? Yeah. Okay. So we just see like the New York City skyline and then, well, something bizarre happens. A, a fella just appears. I watched this earlier. I can't even describe how he's dressed. <laughs> I'm going to pause it once he appears and you're going to tell me. Okay. So it's like okay. some sort of bad special effects, like almost over a green screen. I think like maybe some thunder and lightning happened and this fella appears with some King Solomon wine. Tonight, the king is in town. King Solomon wine. King Solomon is a big, bold, 
two-fisted wine. Okay. Oh, that's right. Okay. He's dressed like um, a genie, basically. Yes, yes, yes. So he's a large black man who has just huge, um, huge muscly arms, and he's wearing a genie outfit. Yes. And you can see his arms because he's just got the like the little vest, right? right. And he's bare-chested. And, uh, his arm, and he's holding a big bottle of King Solomon wine, which I believe the connection here, you get 33% more wine than the regular size, Yikes. which is good for everybody yeah that's not always the most sometimes quantity is not uh the most important thing tonight the king is in town king solomon wine king solomon is a big bold two-fisted wine every glass of king solomon is exploding with a taste that's so big you'll forget all about those other wines now this is they're just like pouring the wine into a glass here, which is like a terrible wine glass. It's like a chalice or something. And I'll tell you what, I don't know much. I've never heard of this wine before right now, but I'll bet you in its entire history, nobody ever poured it into a glass. No. This is the kind of wine that you do not drink out of a glass. Yeah, get, um, this, there should be a paper bag involved in exactly. this. Exactly. all about those other wines. King Solomon's in town. King Solomon wine. King size bottle, just two ninety five. Just two ninety five. More wine than the regular size. Long live the king. King Solomon wine. I wonder if that fellow who's playing the genie is somebody famous as well, or if he's just a big uh, guy. I think he's just a big guy. Yeah, that was so cheaply made. And yeah, that's a good point. Right, and just so, um, you know, like all the signals are like this is just like the cheapest. Yeah. Sweetest, like loudest wine you could ever buy. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. they. I feel like they almost. They just stopped short of saying this wine is disgusting. Right. Yeah. This but wine it will is, get you drunk. This wine is not good for society. This wine is not good for society. <laughs> they, that should be their tagline. You have to say that at the very end. <laughs> um, and now let's stick with the bizarre. I think you're going to love this one, Veeves, because okay. um, well, as we know, you love history and gum. This doesn't involve <laughs> gum, but it does involve history. This is for Brute Thirty Three, a cologne, okay, or yeah. fragrance for men. And I guess the tagline is, where would you be without Brute 33? And, of course, 33 is the theme here. This minute-long commercial takes you through, I want to say, four or five historic tableaus, starting with... um, starting with Adam and Eve. Okay. And there's a kind of, I can't remember if it's a rhyming poem or a song that explains what's going on and how... I would say history is a generous term for the story of Adam and Eve, but okay. Mm, How so? (laughs) Um... So anyway, it's talking about how Brute 33 plays into these various love stories and what have you throughout time. Now, I think it's a song that's explaining it. There are times where I, I mean, from the quality of the video and just the fact that it's a song, I can't hear what some of the lyrics are. So I might pause it in between the stories and maybe you can deconstruct it a little bit. Okay, let's begin with the famous historical story of Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve used to get on well, but Eve ripped Adam about his smell. So a snake said, Adam splashed his on. And autumn came and their leaves were gone. This is 
amazing. Yeah. Okay. First so, of all, it it is it plays like a, it is shot like a Benny Hill. Yes, episode. that's right. So the snake is just kind of a guy up in the uh, up in the tree who hands Adam a thing of brute thirty three and he pours it on, and then it's like real sexy times, and the woman yeah. starts chasing Adam. The woman Eve starts chasing Adam around, and they're the both tree very scantily clad. Exactly, and you hear that those leaves are coming off because I mean, this is just like this is one yakety sacks away from being a Benny Hill it episode. Is, very much is now this next one oh st- sticking with pure history here i believe this next one is also from the bible um this is samson and delilah okay you ready <laughs> for story the, number two i don't think they're all biblical because i believe we have i was a, gonna say is this the cologne for the old testament lovers amongst no us? i believe we have a napoleon um story coming up soon too but i think okay. we're gonna start with sam or gonna continue on with samson and delilah here samson's hair was very long he believed it made him strong when it shines, a man can read between the lines. Okay, now I'm not sure what's happening. Could you hear what the lyrics were at the end? Um, something about when it sh- uh, Delilah says, "When it shines," and then a man can read between the lines. And then she kind of jumps in, or is maybe pulled, pulled into, into the, the bathtub, the bathtub with, with him. him. It's a very. This is an incredibly horny commercial. Yeah, this is one horny. of the most horny commercials I've seen in my lifetime, and it's again from 1983. <laughs> Okay, so this is Napoleon. He longed to be big and grand, so he decided to give his side a hand. Is that what he said? Is that a reference to the way he stands in the famous portrait? Oh, maybe. Napoleon longed to be big and grand, so he thought he'd give his side a hand. Josephine said, Honey, you're real cute, but don't get caught short without your brute. So Josephine said, don't get caught without your brute, and then they're going to go start making out on a couch together, okay? Okay, now we're into Robin also, Hood. famous history, Robin Hood. Yeah. <laughs> really, we're not making fun of the commercial. We're making fun of the way I describe the commercial. But now, yes. The, I will grant you Napoleon and Josephine history. They were they were real, right? Yes, they were real. Around the time of the dinosaurs? Around, right at the dinosaurs. Okay. Yes, right at the time of the dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaurs. Robin Hood loved the young maid Marion in the woods. They kiss and carry on. Marion told him. Robin Hood in a singlet or a bag of beef. I can't tell what Mary said. <laughs> I love this jingle, though. Yeah, actually, the jingle is good. I love this whole thing. And everything is in that sped up. There's a lot of chasing around. Yes, and that's like, what I mean. Like, people literally jumping each other's bones and things crashing and yes. sped up. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, no, I like it a lot. It's obviously incredibly retrograde, but leaving that aside, um, I like the jingle. I like the kind of energy that it has. It's very funny. And also, the you know, the women are they going have after... The women are going They're after the They're the hordies, honestly. Exactly, right. So it's actually, I mean, compared to the Miller Lite commercials, yes. actually, I think I'll it's take funny. it over yeah, that. absolutely. Um, we really set For the bar thing, low. I can identify most of the characters in this, which is a real <laughs> yeah, plus. Yeah, well, that's true, too. Well, you're a student of history <laughs> and Bible studies. Um uh, but those are great. I love those. Old slash previous new listener Brian um, says there were many, many more, but they were at best 33% as interesting These as were those. Some so those are good. Now let's get into 
no offense to you or Brian or anybody else involved, but <laughs> what I think to be the jewel of the show here, we got this email from Rachel who says, hello, I've seen both of these commercials in the wild, one for Alexa and one for Geico. I wonder if I just set off people's things by saying the A word there. Oh, yeah. um, I've been thinking they maybe take place in the same Western town set. Again, you can kind of picture like, you know, dusty Western yeah, town. Yeah, Old West. People are, you know, having standoffs in the yes. middle of the street, right? Today, I took a minute or three to watch them both on my computer with lots of pausing, and I'm feeling even more sure. And Rachel is absolutely correct because there's a tell in all of these commercials. I'm going to make them as big as possible on your screen, Genevieve, and uh, you tell me if you can see what the what the obvious tell is. I'm going to begin, I think, with the Geico one because I think it's a little bit easier I've to I've seen explain. this one a lot. Yes. Okay, so you have two, you know, cowboys in the Old West, and they're meeting in the middle of the road to have a, 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 a shoot them out What do they call it? A standoff. A uh, you draw a shootout, a shootout, quick draw, quick draw. Um, and um, they realize that they're going to set up a time for the shootout, but they're both overscheduled. You and me, partner, we meet center of town. I noon. Hold on. Nope. Daisy's got last one lessons at noon. Okay. High two o'clock. I got a spur fitting at two o'clock. I was about three. I'm getting thrown through a saloon window at three. We don't need any more overscheduling, but we could all use more ways to save. I can squeeze you in between swim class and Kevin's Harper saddle at 3.30. Always eating beans at 3.30. Right. <laughs> so suddenly there's a third cowboy in the background. More of a prospector looking guy. Yeah. Thought we was eating beans at 3.30. 3.30. Right. Switch to Geico for more ways to save. Tell you what, what about Tuesday? So that's the Geico commercial. Yes, okay? and it's a very, 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 very classic yeah. Old West town, right? Saloon, batwing doors, mm-hmm. d- like dual or a two-story Victorian buildings. Right. And now in this one, I think it's kind of a similar situation. We see somebody getting thrown. <laughs> in the last commercial, somebody made a joke. Oh, I, I'm getting thrown through a saloon window at 3.30. Well, in this one, we see somebody getting thrown through the swinging doors of the saloon out onto the street. And there's another cowboy out there waiting for him. And I honestly can't remember what happened. <laughs> Making friends again, Billy? I like to keep my enemies close. Guys, excuse me. I didn't quite get that. I'm hard of hearing. Okay, right. So we have these two cowboys, and they're having a, they're they're getting ready to probably have a shootout or something again. And then suddenly there's a modern woman, and she's sitting on a modern couch, but she's there in person with them. And she's saying, "Hey, I'm hard of hearing. Could you guys um, talk louder or something?" And then we these characters are holding up signs. That are subtitles. Making friends again, Billy. And it's like, yeah, it's kind of, it's like the equivalent of subtitles, but that's not good enough for her either, actually. I didn't quite get that. I'm hard of hearing. They're holding up subtitles. Oh, hey, don't forget about the tense music, too. Would you say tense? I'd say suspenseful. Aren't they the same thing? Can we move on, guys? Please. Alexa, turn on the subtitles and dim the lights. Okay. And then we see her at home, and she's watching that movie on her TV screen. Yes, and so the I've whole seen point that one is, in have you? I've never too, seen yeah. that. Um, and I, it is for sure the same set, though. And yes, you notice. And do you know? Can you yeah. tell what the real tell is? Well, I recognize the building that's in the in the background of this actor, the black actor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very distinctive building with um, railings uh, on the second uh. floor. And kind of like a pink yeah. paint behind it, and that's very specific. It's very noticeable in both both sets and you know or the, both commercials. You know what the easiest thing for me is this sign 
assay office, if uh-huh. I'm saying that correctly, A-S-S-A-Y. Do you know what that means? Um, assay office is... Assay, is that how you say I it? I think so. Uh, what does an assay... I looked it up before. It is somebody who verifies the authenticity of precious metals. Oh, I see. So, so you take your claim, you take you, your yep, ore there. You take your ore there, you take your gold. Um, and so uh, that assay office sign is definitely in both of these commercials. I know that this is a very visual thing, but I'm going back now just to show you. See it there in the Geico commercial? Yep, there it is. And then there it is in this one. Then Rachel says, uh, probably more things have been shot here too, but I have no idea how you'd find out. Then Rachel wrote in again with another email says, oh snap, we found a third one. This is for the iPhone 13, that newish iPhone. I think it's the latest iPhone. And it's about, I think this is the one where it's like, a, hey, with my phone, I can be like a professional movie director. Right. And we see a woman who's, I believe it's a woman who's shooting, um, shooting a Western on her phone. Yeah. Introducing iPhone 13 Pro on Xfinity Mobile. My iPhone camera's so good, it can shoot movies. There's the, uh, well, the say office. The say so office, yep. And then after that scene, then it gets into some sci-fi stuff, and, and it's about you know people shooting all kinds of yeah, movies. Yeah, this, back lot, this uh, be, backlot must be in high demand. Look at that, the say office. That's definitely the same uh, sign. I mean, it's unquestionably yeah. the same um, one. Now, I found an article from the LA Times from 1993. I don't think this is probably the same thing, but I just tried typing in a say office and old Western set. Yeah. And I got this article from the LA Times. The frontier lives on at Paramount Ranch. How many times has Paramount probably like changed hands or ownership or whatever conglomerate since then? Like, I don't know. Paramount is now uh, CBS, right. right? And all that stuff. Uh, the Frontier lives on at Paramount Ranch, a popular film location, now part of a national recreation area, has been used so long it's become part of history itself. And this article, being in 1993 by Jane Halsey, by the way, is the writer, uh, focuses on. Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, who I mentioned earlier, that this is where Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman was shot. I if see. it's the same set. Now, I don't have any actual proof that this is the, the same set for sure. But um, there's a paragraph in here. The 436-acre ranch was acquired by the National Park Service in 1980 and restored. Uh, what you'll see now are a few streets with weathered buildings whose signs read a say office. Huckleby's Feed and Grain, Blacksmith, Barbershop, Mine Supply. So anyway, they definitely, I mean, that would be a common thing to have this kind of office in these sets, but there are no photos. I I went and I started doing some Google image searches on the um, Paramount Ranch, but I couldn't quite... I couldn't get the perfect like shot because so all three of these commercials kind of begin at the same angle, kind of a kind of an aerial angle looking down at the street where you can see that sign in the background could so. you google one more for me that takes place in an old west town yeah it's with um i know maya rudolph was in it it's for that um klarna i think it's called oh is she riding in on a horse or something yeah i feel like it's klarna with a k okay let's try this yeah now th- in my memory this one well we had a different angle on this one i think yeah this is definitely that's, a different it's one a different you set, do want to take yeah. a listen to it. this is more like a small mexican town and that's just what they'll do that's right one of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you mm-hmm. that's a mighty fine pair of boots let's get them boots <laughs> 
I'll make payment one, two, three. So these are four Maya Rudolphs all on their, uh, like, are they pygmy horses or what are they? Like, ponies or, or something like small. Ponies, yeah. Really? But yeah, I think you're right that that's clearly a different, yeah, that's uh, a different town. Western set. But folks, keep your eyes yes. out. I have an email into my friend Joe I'll, who I'll use one of the some commercials. I'll use a picture from this. I'll use the essay office picture mm-hmm. for the show picture today. Take a look at it and keep your eyes peeled. How exciting It'd be is that, Great to keep though. collecting them. Isn't that fun? Yeah, awesome job, Rachel. Oh, Rachel. Head council, it's jingle time. Hi, Genevieve and Andrew. Uh, this is David from Seattle. Um, this one popped into my head out of nowhere after a number of years. And when another Facebook user friend of mine uh, mentioned the same jingle running through his head, uh, I decided it needs to be shared. So it's for Lowenbrow Beer. It's from the 70s and 80s. And uh hadn't heard it for a while, but it's very catchy. And it goes like this. Here's to good friends. Tonight is kind of special. The beer will pour. Must say something more somehow. So tonight, tonight, let it be low and brow. Thank you. Glad to share that with the rest of the world. That was very soulful. It was, right? Hit that deep note nicely. Yeah. Thank you for that, David. So I looked this up. Did you? Did that ring a bell to you? It doesn't ring a bell for me. So it was a series of Lowenbrow commercials. Oh, Veeves, we are so steeped in 1970s and 80s masculinity today. I guess so. Because, again, this is Lowenbrow beer. We've both grown it, mustaches. <laughs> and it's all about, like... Men broing down, yeah. like men of like kind of middle aged men who are like I, I can't explain. It. It's not it's not like young men. It's like middle aged men. This first one takes place in the manliest of manly places, a steakhouse. Right. This is nineteen seventy seven, and you see that uh, a guy is just getting there. He's late. His friends are already sitting in a big steakhouse booth together. One of those wonderful like half circle booths yes. right his three friends are already sitting there waiting for him he comes in late clearly they're grabbing a bite i guess before going to some game because he said these tickets were hard to find i don't know why i didn't just buy them online <laughs> here's two good friends tonight is kind of special hey, where you been well, it wasn't easy getting tickets for this game Must hey bob do you know exactly what i want i want the biggest steak so you've got in a bottle of low and brown Steak and Lowen Brown. Dolan, you're a genius. When you want the taste of a truly great American beer, tonight, let it be Lowen Brown. Here's to the chef. Here's to the bartender. At the end, they cheers to the chef and the bartender. Um, it's interesting. Lowen I think of as a very German. Would it be German or Austrian or something? They Sounds call like it, it's German. But they call it an American beer. Oh, well, if you want an American beer. I mean, we are a nation of immigrants. Right. No, it's, that is true. It's just interesting. It's such a, um, I don't know, you just, I don't know. It sounds sounds different to me, Genevieve. That I mean, they've got those. makes me uncomfortable. They've got those, doesn't not sound, one, but two umlauts. Doesn't sound American to me. Yeah. And so I don't like it. Um, so that was the steakhouse one. And this one, similar fellas are, uh, what, what kind of game that do you think a, they're that, going that to? That had a real Bill Brasky energy oh, to it, by the way. Oh, good call. That's exactly what that was. Yeah. That was totally Bill Brasky. You're yeah. right. Um, what kind of game do you think they're going to? I have a theory. I say... Women's soccer. 
<laughs> now, I should have said, remember, WNBA doesn't exist yet. <laughs> I'm going to say basketball, though, because they're wearing suits. It looks like it's kind of ah, after work grabbing. Suits. I, that's a, yeah, You know what I mean? Or Where, a, they're wearing blazers. Maybe not suits, but like a blazer yeah. and a tie like they just got off work. They're probably salesmen. Dobrowski. Yeah. You know? I could see that they're being. They're probably not going to a baseball game. Doesn't feel quite like baseball. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So anyway, this next one, you see some fellas. I think they're different actors and they're pulling up in an old like station wagon. Or it was old a, definitely car. a sports uh, event because you said these tickets were hard to get. Oh. Maybe it was a play. He didn't say these sports tickets were hard to get. He said these Shakespeare in the Park tickets were hard to get. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I assumed it was sports. Why did I assume these guys were going to a sports This room? feminist burlesque out. Oh, no, for he does say game. game. I was going to say, I, I thought I, he said I stand yeah, corrected. Yeah. All right. Sorry, feminist burlesque show. <laughs> Another night. <laughs> okay, so this next one for Lowen Brow, same song in the background, uh, but this time you see a car. Um, this is 1979, so that era a car uh, with a canoe strapped to the top is rolling up to some cabin somewhere and clearly these buddies um, it's interesting how they're just like throwing you into these storylines and you have to kind of piece it together I kind of mean yeah. that in like an, it's an interesting in way. media res I like it yes and so like clearly their buddy who owns this cabin can't be there with them this weekend they don't even know why there's a reference to that but he's letting them stay there in his absence the key's supposed to be under the steps. I got it. Hey, here's a note. Gentlemen, my country estate is at your disposal. <laughs> there might even be a little something in the refrigerator regards hand. It's our better name. When you want the taste of a truly great American beer, tonight, let it be low and brow. Here's the hang. <laughs> Wherever he is. They're cheersing out uh, on the deck uh, that's overlooking a lake. I mean, it looks idyllic. I think the to an American beer is no accident. They really want you to know it's an American beer because the name yeah. looks so German. Exactly. I which is so weird. That. Like It's not like Americans have some, uh, you know, bias against German beer. It, must, it definitely People had... People love German it's beer. It's definitely a reaction to whatever was happening in the market at that time. I guess right? so, yeah, but Budweiser it feels very intentional. was probably running away with yes. it or something like that. Milwaukee's best. I don't know, something American. And, right. Um, Maybe it's sort of, there's sort of a jingoistic mm-hmm. like sense in the... In yep. the in the zeitgeist there's that's definitely not an accident um and also like hank isn't hank the perfect name for one of these dudes one of these fishing dudes now this next one does have women in it i don't think it passes the bechdel test (laughs) but it's a very different yeah i want to hold my breath before i was trying to explain and i think i'm going to come back to this i almost started to say this before i think it's men not just of a certain age but a certain class as well like those men wearing blazers in a steakhouse yeah done with their white collar job at somebody the end of having the day. a a hunting or a fishing cabin uh, one of their buddies having the cabin and now this next and e- one and even sort of joking calling it his country estate but it's clearly like you know a cozy cabin right it's all all the class signifiers are very intentional now this one is the most opulent it's in the middle of the day it's not nighttime this time and we see um somebody pulls up look at this fancy old car is that like a how would you do that that's like an antique car that this guy drives up in 
I don't know. It's like an old yeah, like Ford a old or something roadster. from like, I don't know, the looks like the 1930s or something. Yeah. Um, and a guy gets out and he's wearing like a white jacket. And this is like kind of a, a garden party style um, birthday party for one of these bros. And their wives or partners are there as well. We just tell you, wearing everyone like, is wearing pastels. They're wearing pastels and sun hats. And it's all very floral and white. It almost feels like a wedding sort of. And the guy who got out of the fancy car uh, is bringing a gift for his friend. I, it's white in every sense of the word. Yes, it most certainly is. Is. I have no idea what. Oh, by the way, back to that fishing commercial. Like, hey, there's. We left you something in the fridge for you boys. The fridge was completely empty except for a six pack of long brown. <laughs> you got three buddies coming over yeah. for a night of like you know. Yeah, how excited the could they really fishing. be? Like, Honestly, though, if your friend loans you his cabin, you should bring your own supplies. You absolutely your should. Beer. But if you're going to leave beer in the fridge for three men, can we at least leave a twelver? Well, I don't know. He wasn't obligated to leave anything. No, that is true. I think a six-pack is a I nice gesture. Pure, Just get some started. Two beers a piece is fine. Yeah. But also, you're trying to move product here. All right, back to the party. Here's two good friends. Tonight is kind of special. The beer will oh, Happy birthday, you old codger. Well, it's certainly not a top. Happy birthday, you old codger. This is like the What scene, do you mean this is white? If you have ever seen Trading Places, <laughs> yeah. there is a scene in the country club where they are just kibitzing and saying a bunch of like country club ass shit or whatever. That is the absolute vibe that this thing <laughs> is putting birthday, out. you old codger. Birthday, you old codger. Well, it's certainly not a tie. So tonight. Now, he got a 12-er. Yeah. I wanted to make sure we got something good to drink at this point. When you want the taste of a truly great beer, tonight, let it be low and brown. That one didn't say American. Here's the good friends. Yeah, because these rich-ass people don't really care. They're not. They're not mired in some kind of you know, uh, nationalism uh, ideas about Americanness. They're traveled. They're well-traveled people. I don't know for sure. Two of these are labeled as 1977. One is labeled as 1979. I know for sure that the 79 one said American beer. So I think that they were just saying, when you want a good beer, and then somebody said, we're getting too much competition from these other brands. We got to throw American in there. We got to like reinforce that. I actually think that's really interesting. And was there a, was that, were we already into a time in American history where made in America was starting to assert itself as a, a value a probably cultural value. Late, probably late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. Yeah, I would guess. Yeah, because I, I'm really out on a limb here because I don't know. But what was the... Um what was kind of the impetus for that? Was it kind of like the the technology that was coming from Japan mostly, and then yeah, I or mean, was it cheap Chinese goods? It was or? at the time Japan. Okay, um, started with that, right? Yeah. Like the Sony's and whatever, right? And then cars, you mm-hmm. know, then the kind of the American cars, and then China hadn't really China, emerged as yeah. like the powerhouse that it is now. But yeah, the Made in America thing, I remember that from being a kid, like yeah. thinking it was, you know that there was a value to buying things that were made in the USA. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because America takes care of its workers, don't you know? Right. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. All right, what do you say we get out of here? Let's get out of here. We have a wall to paint. Yeah, we got, we got moving stuff to move and whatnot. Yeah. But this was a great show. Thank you so much to all the listeners. Yeah, really the Ed Council put it together. rung it today, they man. Did. If you want to join the fun, you can call and leave a voicemail for us, sing a jingle, or don't. Just call 
read me a story. I love stories. 607-444-5597. 607-444-5597. Don't forget, keep an eye out for those Old West commercials. Yes. Even if you're not sure, just send me your yes. Old West commercials that are like of the modern Let's get day. into it. Let's talk Old West. We'll, we'll do a show in, uh, when we have a kind of a... Uh, critical mass and my buddy Joe who does work in the commercial industry um, has not gotten back to me yet about whether or not he knows what set that is now I think he's a Pacific Northwest guy so chances are he has no idea what I'm talking about but uh, maybe we can sort of make it a thing he's the one who connected us with our new best friend from those Washington Lottery commercials remember adult son exactly Um, yeah so you can email us at after these messages show at gmail or visit us on the Facebook group that's right All right, everybody we'll talk to you next week back again with the caravan of Manchester from Pakistan. Karachi, Posse, Zaki's poppy. Uh, Red Octagon's couldn't stop.